Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sacktown FC podcast. My name is Luis Urbano, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Jonathan. How are you, Jonathan? Good, good. How are you, Luis? Doing good. Enjoying this Friday night. Um, usually, we record podcasts on Saturday mornings, but tomorrow, Jonathan's going to go pick up his season ticket. So that's pretty exciting tomorrow, right? Yeah, it's uh, exciting. It'll be a fun little day. Uh, get there when the doors open, spend some time down at the office, and uh, get to know some people and, and hopefully uh, build a little relationship and see what we can do. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Off air, we were actually talking about that. Like we, we've mentioned it before, but this season, you know, we really want to like get you guys to hear more from the players, hear more from you guys too, while we actually go to games. And so we're hoping to be able to do some like player interviews and we might walk around the stadium asking people questions too, because, you know, we want you guys to, to also feel a part of this podcast and, you know, to get literally your voice on the podcast too is, is always great. So be on the lookout for that this season too. So um, this week, actually, I got the chance to go to the team store for the very first time, or I should say the new team store because I had been to the old team store that we had and it was really great. Like, I don't know about you, Jonathan, but I don't know if you've actually been to the team store before to this new one. But it actually looks really nice. Like it, it's. I mean, I feel like we're already in MLS. Like walking into this new team store. Yeah, I haven't been able to make it down there. Uh, tomorrow will be the first day that uh, my son and I get to make it down there. So it'd be kind of nice to see what it's all about. Heard a lot of great things about the location uh, and the facility itself. So interested to see what what uh, what it's about. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. Like you you go in like it's it's a pretty big suite, and once you go in, you start seeing like posters um, like artwork of the new stadium like all those renderings that we saw a couple years ago and they also have the our trophy for display too so good opportunity to take pictures there too so pretty cool that'd be fun i'm excited to see what's up and take a picture with the trophy and maybe we can rub some dust off of it or get the genie out of the bottle and have that have that memory happen again this year oh yeah definitely especially now that roro's back right it could be I awesome mean- to get a repeat you never know. You never know. All right. So for our third episode, um, we, we have a couple of things here for you. Um, I think the, the first thing that we want to start with is our preseason schedule. And, and let's 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 think about this real quick. So last week, Luis, you were you were begging for this schedule. <laughs> and I think no less than maybe four or five hours after we finished up our show, here comes the preseason schedule. So Obviously, somebody's listening to you at the at the team office because they put it out after our request uh, from episode two. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was interesting too. And I mean, if anyone's actually listening there out there to us, like, thank you very much. Like, it's awesome that you guys uh, released it too. And and you know, we're looking forward to these games too. And at the same time, I, I mean, you're pretty right. I think they probably did hear me because. If you recall, too, I, out of the teams that I mentioned that I was really hoping we would play against, out of the four that I mentioned, one of them was actually the Seattle Sounders. And actually, one of the ones you mentioned, to the Earthquakes, too, was another one that also appears on this list. So, yeah, And we, we did talk about Oakland as well. We did talk about Oakland. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the Roots, too. So that, that, that'll be interesting. So our schedule actually started with a, a game we had this this week too against the Seattle Sounders, which we'll go over um, a little bit later here. And uh, after that, it's actually on the 15th on next Saturday against Reno. Always a great rival because, you know, 
you always have that rivalry with Reno, so it's always great yeah. to have a game against them. It's close. It's it's you know something that I look forward to for years to come. Hopefully, Reno uh, gets into LLS to it eventually at some point. But until then, we will continue this rivalry and enjoy every moment we can. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, unfortunately, th- this game and um, our three of the four other games are actually closed door, so we actually won't be able to see them unless you know someone um, takes video, which I'm sure someone will take some video. But unfortunately, they're closed door. But it's still good that they're playing these games. So. There, we're also going to be playing against, again, the Oakland Roots. Um, we don't have an exact date for that yet, or the team didn't publish that. And um, Sacramento State as well. And, you know, we usually have a game against them. I think we've had a game against them every year, right? I think. Every year up to this date, uh, whether it's acknowledged or not, I know we've played them to just get our legs going. So, Yeah. So that, that's it's a cool local rival. I mean, it's it's always cool to play against, you know, anyone who plays soccer in the area too, definitely. And um, like we were saying earlier against the San Jose Earthquakes on the 21st, that should be good too. And I believe that's actually at their stadium. Again, closed door, but I believe it's at their stadium, just like with Seattle. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. And then finally, we actually have the game that won't be closed door and actually will be at Papa Murphy's Park. And that's against the Real Monarchs on the 29th. That should be really good, too, especially considering that, you know, the Monarchs are the reigning champions, too. So perfect game for them to get. Yeah, it will be it will be our I, I looking at the schedule. I think it's going to be our last last uh, time out to. Uh, get everything moving in the right direction before we open the season on the 7th. So, you know, that last game on the, that last little preseason warmup, uh, is actually gonna be extremely important for us just to make sure one, we have our legs under us and two, uh, it's going to give us an idea of what our team's going to look like and who's going to be, who's going to be in the starting 11 and who's going to be a uh, super subs and who's going to have to work their way back into the rotation. Yeah. It'll be the last test that, everyone's taking you know before that game on the seventh against Tulsa which you know we're all excited for and I'll definitely be there for that one too but it's it's just great that they're actually doing a a friendly game at home too because you know I'm pretty sure we're all looking forward to already seeing them play so it's it's great that they they did one for the fans before the season starts that's right and don't forget if you are a season ticket member you can get tickets online um and be able to attend that match. Yes, it's preseason, but it's also you're going for the environment. You can experience you know, professional soccer at a high level pretty close. And, uh, yeah, make sure you, uh, you put on your calendar and make it out. Yeah, for sure. You know, like you they were saying, make it out. And, you know, generally friendly games are cheaper than regular season games too. So, I mean, you're getting a pretty good bargain, I think, for a game that – I think it's going to be equally competitive to a league game because it's it's all their players' last test. And, you know, the starting 11 might be determined by this game, you know? So it's, yep. it's, it's awesome there. That cut line is getting close every day. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I got a countdown going on too. I can't wait for the seventh. <laughs> so over the past couple of weeks, the team has actually been talking about all of our different um, positions to, you know, from goalkeeper to forwards. And uh, I know you were looking at 
the new formation that we might be going with potentially based on that friendly that we played this week of a four-two-three-one. Yep. What are your um, thoughts on it? So looking at looking at the lineup and the way that the team is constructed, if you look at the team website, it gives us some idea of where they're looking to position players. And not that we got a whole lot of footage, but based off of what I was able to see, it looked like when they were showing goals and they were showing possessions, uh, looked like we were going four in the back. And so the website plays um, out as though you're going to see two in the middle, two on the flank. And then when you get to midfield, you're going to have two wide mids, uh, two central um, in the middle of the park, and then one up front. So I'm extremely interested to see what happens from there uh, because we did just get Belmar. Um, and I feel like he can play in one of those more forward roles in the middle of the field. And with some of our forwards that we have signed and who are on trial, uh, we have a lot of opportunity to uh, to get some attacking going in that formation of a 4-2-3-1 if it's played out that way. Again, that's just from one visual reference and kind of understanding where coach has been um, in the past with his formations. Yeah. And you know, like you were saying, it, it might still be early on in the season to really know or in the preseason to know if that'll be the formation. So we'll definitely yeah. be keeping an eye out on the next couple of games and see, see what, what he does. You know, I hope he, he actually tries out different formations because it's a brand new team. They're still really getting to understand each other. So there might be a different formation that might actually be better suited for the team too. So we'll see. We'll see what he does there. Well, if you're if you're losing, you know, six to two like we did with <laughs> the Sounders playing their strongest team for majority of the of the of the scrimmage, um, you know, maybe if he is running that four two three one, he's seen how well it works and what what areas need more glue. Um, to help us move forward in that position. Because I feel like that formation, you know, everybody growing up was always 4-4-2 because that was the, mm. the formation you used with what you were given. Um, but then as teams started to get more specific with their trainings, uh, it wouldn't be far to see like a 3-4-3 or 4-3-3 um, at the youth level at least, and, and you know, so when you go and you see these new four, two, three, one, it really gives you a lot of detail or, or imagination for what you can play there. You go, you know, five defensive players with a few midfielders and two really strong attacking minded midfielders and have a have a go at it at all times. So it's interesting to see or think about. Yeah, it's it's definitely like not not one of your more typical formations too, and well, we'll see we'll see if he continues using this in the next couple of matches too. So I wanted to do a run by run um, of each of the different positions and the players that we have in the squad currently. So in uh, goalkeepers, we have our, of course Greeny, <laughs> we have uh, Rafi, and our academy player Diego Ramos. Um, based on the friendly that we saw this past um, Wednesday, it seems like, you know, like you were saying on the last podcast, Greeny is probably going to be the main goalkeeper. Um, we didn't actually see Rafi in, in the friendly or 
we saw a couple of minutes of Diego Ramos, but we didn't see Rafi in, in the game too. And, you know, we were talking about it off air. Um, we weren't really sure if he was actually there or not. But if he was there, then, I mean, this is probably, again, you know, an indication that he is probably going to be in the bench and Grini is probably going to be our, our main goalkeeper. Yeah, so I think I think the right now the tilt of uh, the battle royale for goalies uh, goes in favor of Grealis, um as the number one keeper right now. Little different happened to number ninety nine between the posts, but I can overlook that. Yeah, and and it was I mean it was good experience for him too. So I think it's if you if you're gonna get you know those goals scored on you, then let it be on a friendly match and not in the real match, right? <laughs> yeah, I I would I would prefer you to give up those goals against the the defending MLS champion. I, and again, you 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 look at the goals that were scored from the. Uh, King Five Station up in Seattle, and you had a you had a, a Golasso finish on the first goal by one of their DPS, and he put he put a little screamer up in the top corner, um, which was a beautiful goal. And then after that, it was you know some some sloppy what could be considered sloppy defense um, from there on out. And then the Academy goalie comes out um, and. You know, there's two goals there that are visual again on the King Five uh, from YouTube uh, video. Oh yeah, I believe that DP is uh, Rui Diaz too, and I mean that that guy is something else too. I followed him in Liga MX, and this guy is, I mean, he's he's just an amazing forward too. So I mean, it was a stunner of a goal. A I'll tell you that it was a yeah. cracker. So if that goal happened every every match, I'd just put my head up, put my hands up, and say, okay, yeah, you can have that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So in uh in defense we have um Keenan, uh, Mahuni, we have Thomas Arce, um Sarges, Barona, Shannon Gomez, uh, Jordan McCrary, um Wheeler Omunu, Omunu, if I said that right. Yeah, and and then uh Apollon or Apollon. He's on trial. I know that. Um, okay. He was in Thailand. Um, yeah. And I want to say it's Apollon, but I could be mistaken. But yeah, for the Keenan, uh, Mahani, uh, Arce, and Sargis, the, those look like they're going to be your centers, uh, at least with that back formation. Uh, Barana, Gomez, McCrary, Wheeler, and Apollon um, will be your wide defenders. So it will be interesting to see how it's shaken up a little bit. Uh, I'd be curious to see how it plays out. Uh, you know, last year, um, Keenan and uh, Mahoney were our top midfield, our top center backs. So it would be interesting to see if that that core stays together or do they switch it with Arce? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I think it really, I mean, it's really going to depend on the preseason and how how well they play and, and see if he switches things around. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to him, you know, keeping the same thing going on because yeah. I mean, th- these guys already understand each other. So, I mean, I, I might as well like keep, keep it going on and, and keep that going on until, I mean, until he feels like he should be changing it too. Right. If it's not broke. Don't fix it. But if you can, if you could add more to it, um, you know, and maybe get to the point where you can go three in the back, uh, be interesting. I'd like to see something like that. Oh yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I'm a big fan of the three four three, just because of how 
offensive you can get, but I mean, you have to have a lot of confidence out in in your defense yeah. to do that. <laughs> well, even a three-five-two. I mean, you have you have the forwards to make it happen, and you have the midfield depth. You just have to make sure that you know you kind of run a stack. You, you run more of a diamond style midfield um, to make sure you have the coverage in the middle of the park, and then even on the out, even on the wings to make sure you're not exposed. Yeah, and so on the midfield, uh, we actually on the midfield. It's kind of hard to figure out who I would pick here too because there's just there's a lot of great players here on the list. But we have Sam Werner, uh, we have uh, Billion Bijev, we have uh, Darius Vermella. We have Belmar, VRL, um, Skundrick, Wheeler, Omunu, Roro, Penagos, and Chavez. Yeah. So for what we have, if you if you look at what we had last year, Villarreal uh, missed a lo- missed a little bit of time because of the uh, foot injury, but came back, and him and uh, Skundrick were pretty much the midfield, right? And that's what you lived with. And you had Bijev uh, and Warner on the wide. And now you're adding a wrinkle with Belmar. Um, and as we'd spoken of with the defense of uh, Wheeler, you have those ability, you have those players who can play kind of that, that wing back position uh, if needed. And then if you ever did go to five in the midfield, you could stick Roro in the middle with uh, Villarreal and uh, Skudrich and you'll be, I think you'll be all right. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see what he chose to go with, too. I mean, BRL was our MVP last season, too. So, you know, I would definitely keep him there. Don't don't, don't send him to the bench, especially if he, he's still performing as he was last season, too. Like, especially after the injury. And I only, I only see him getting better. Um, you know, young guy, a lot of legs, a lot of, lot of energy that he brings in that midfield, especially when you're, you know, in on tackles or you're going box to box and possessing as much as he does. Um, you know, he's, he's a great player. Um, it had a lot, who adds a lot to the forwards and, and creates a lot of our scenarios that we have, um, attacking. So without him, I, I don't know what's there. A little bit lost in my imagination. Yeah. He's definitely grown a lot. I mean, since he first started and, and last season was his breakthrough season, I think, you know, and like you said, there's, just, I feel like there's, there's more to see from him too. And I think he's really going to help us out a lot this season, especially with being that he has that experience. Yeah. And fully healthy. Right. So there's a lot there for him. If he can be, if he can stay healthy um, and contribute, you know, when, when needed and when he's asked, there's a lot there. Yeah. I think he's one of those players that I think that, you know, if he keeps up and still, you know, has the same um, performance each season too, or even better than, than other seasons too, then I think he should definitely be included in the MLS roster when when that time comes by to figure out who might actually stay with us. Right, right. So up in the forward positions, we have our um, Kamiwasa, we have Belmar, Balogun, and CA, if I said it right. Yeah, so CA, is, uh, he's also a trialist. Um... It will be interesting to see what what he brings to the table. Um, hopefully, he's there on the 29th, so we can kind of get a better idea of what he what he brings or what he has um, for us. But you know, if we if we have one forward and you have to choose between Cam and uh, Belmar, uh, that's that's uh it's pretty good. I, I'd like to like to have those two fight it out. But again, if we if you're running those wide players or 
more attack minded forwards in the midfield, you could flip flop either one of those. Yeah, and it's great. I think it's great that Cam actually has someone, you know, like he can compete, you know, one on one with, or at least if maybe you start with Cam and then you sub in Belmar. Yep. Depending on the situation, of course. I think it's it's just really great to to have that internal competition there too. And you know, I'm sure, you know, Cam actually likes that competition. Like he that drives him. And you could you can right. you could see that. You could tell that in games too. So. So um, last Wednesday, as we were mentioning earlier, too, we played a friendly against the Seattle Sounders, and it wasn't the result we had wanted. We actually lost uh, six to two, but the game actually gave us a lot of different um, insights on on the team and all that too. I mean, the the game format was actually a little bit different than than usual too, being that it's a friendly game. They went with a game of 120 minutes, which if it was like an open cup game and we went to extra time, you know, that would be the usual time. But the difference here is that um, he actually, our coach actually was able to play a different starting 11. And so that really gave us a lot of good insights because ultimately, you know, like the main goal was to see most of these players and we were able to, to see that too. And despite this loss, I mean, let's, you know, take into consideration that for one, the Sounders actually played with their strongest team for about 75 minutes. And we actually played at their um, stadium too. It was a closed door game, but it was actually at their stadium. So of course they, they know how to play better in their pitch than anybody else. So, I mean, take those two things into consideration. And then also I think the fact that they're actually going to be playing in the CONCACAF Champions League here pretty soon. So, I mean, these players are trying to win a, position in that starting 11 because they know that that opportunity is there so I mean we we got us we definitely got a really strong sounder so it was really good experience and in addition to that you know we were able to see actually five academy players participate as well too and Hayden Sargis was actually one of them that that was in that um, list of five but it's excellent experience for them too because you don't get to play against the defending MLS champion every day no, they 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 brought out their big guns for that game just to get their legs moving. And you have to remember, but most MLS teams have been together for almost a month now. At least those in the Champions League um, stage, they they've been together for a while, just getting ready. Uh, so you got a Sounders team who coming off the MLS Cup win uh, wants to be successful in champion uh, calf Champions League. Uh, been together for a while, added some fresh faces, but also not just that, but they, they are ready to go. Uh, those guys are, their conditioning levels are high. You have Jordan Morris still, who's a national team player. So it wasn't as though you were getting a, another USL side who's just coming together. You've got an MLS team who has been together. They won a championship together. Now they're gearing up for not just defending, but winning again um, and their mindset of that team that the coach has given them is, Hey, you know, we're not the mountain to climb. We're, we're going to keep building that mountain and teams are going to have to reach us. Um, you know, David, they were, they were saying they can't be toppled because they want to be better. And that's only scary, especially as a, as a USL team. Now you got a, now you've got a, an MLS team coming out and they're putting their best guys on the pitch to get their legs running. But 
without seeing game footage, it, it could be a whole different story from what we know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that's the sad part is that we couldn't actually see the game to really be able to give up the real analysis of it too. But I mean, like we were saying earlier, it's it's good experience and it's good that that they they made the trip out there too. I mean, it would have been a whole different story had the game been over here. So the fact that they got to play over there and from what I heard, the weather wasn't as great as they would have wanted. So they got to also experience that. And, you know, we know going from California weather where it might not be as cold or, you know, there might not be as like extreme as other places too. It's it's good experience for them to to go through that, especially when they're going to have away games that, you know, are probably going to be like that, especially yeah, was- when they play against the Tacoma Defiance too, which, you know, is the B team essentially. Looked pretty cold and wet, uh, you know, and that's that's hard. You can't replicate that in training, especially with that turf. Uh, field turf is is different, man, and the ball will take weird bounces here and there. And uh, you know, I think the I think the boys did as good as they could for what they had, and we'll just uh, hopefully the next next run out will will have a better representation. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, hopefully it's 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 better too, but. It's it was good. I mean, we'll probably see them again in the Open Cup, is what I'm thinking, or we'll see them probably later on. And as we all know, if you guys remember too, last year in the Open Cup, we actually defeated their their team too. Which, I mean, to be fair, it wasn't their first team completely. That <coughs> there were a couple of players in the. I think um, I think um, Morris was actually in that game, if I'm not mistaken. I think. Um, yeah. But either way, we beat them, and and they had some of their first. Um, team players in that game. So that was a pretty good game, I remember. So another thing that just happened recently was that the MLS actually had a collective bargaining agreement. And you know a little bit more on this, right, Jonathan? Yeah. So, um, you know, over the last few years, players um, have been really voc- uh, vocal about the collective bargaining agreement. First off, with the uh, idea of their allocation money and how it's used, but also for charter flights. Uh, a lot of times teams will take flights um, that are just passenger flights and you know they don't get the rest they want, or especially for those long trips. Uh, you hear a lot of European players talk about how much bru- how more, much more brutal the uh, MLS season is on their bodies as, a, as it would be like for English Premier League. Uh, with the EPL, they don't have to go as far. But for MLS, you're you're going you know coast to coast, uh, multiple times a year. Uh, that plays a toll. So if you can mm-hmm. get a charter flight and you have the ability to just rest without you know being on a full packed flight, uh, it makes a difference. But uh, payroll will be up. So in 2019, the payroll was about 8.5 million, to where in 2024 it would be closer to 12 million. Um, dollars a year for their payroll spending uh, the targeted allocation money that they use to how they get like those Lottons or chicharitos it's going to be a general allocation fund uh, teams will still have the opportunity to get 1.2 million dollars in funds that they can spend on salary or transfer fees but it's not just towards that targeted allocation money towards somebody uh, Players will get a cut of revenues from media agreements that the league makes starting in 2023, uh, which is very similar to that of what the NBA has. 
So that will be good. Uh, more free agency. The free agency to players at least 24 years of age uh, with at least five years of experience in the league can go to free agency once they get once they get there. And then the last little side note would be uh, minimum salary for senior roster. Um, there's an increase that will go from 81,000 to 109,000 in 2024, which will be nice because that's a, that's a good raise for players. Uh, I couldn't imagine even as a teacher getting paid what these soccer players get um, and the time and commitment and travel that's there and getting paid what, you know, teachers make on a regular basis to where now they're making more. Um, so I think that will be that will be good for the league itself to raise that minimum salary uh, for our players. Yeah, it's it's always great when when they do things like that too, and you know it's it's coming at a good time too, especially since we're going to be joining MLS here pretty soon too, and it's great to to see all these things going on. And I mean, I'm pretty sure the league is just going to keep on improving its um, pay and all that. And, you know, the league, you know, has been around for like 25 years already, too. So, I mean, it's still pretty young. So, I think there's a lot of things that they still need to learn as a league. And definitely, I think, figuring out, you know, that situation of traveling, you know, from coast to coast and how much of a toll I'm sure that takes. Because, you know, you have the L.A. teams traveling to New York at least twice a year because, you know, there's the two teams down there. And then there's other teams closer by. But I'm pretty sure, you know, that's the... It's one of their longer flights, so they do definitely need to need to figure things out with that. And I mean, I know that they now do just like a one game if it's in a different conference. They usually play one game, and that tends to help a little. But right. at the same time, I mean, I don't know. They might they might potentially end up having to do something like the USL, where you know you have your Western side teams play against each other, and then you know you meet at the end. That might actually be something they might end up doing, which would be kind of sad because there's, you know, a bunch of great matchups that you can get, you know, with the LA's against the New York's. So, right. but that might be, you know, that might be one way to, to help with that too. I mean, if you look at the way, again, you can't really, you can't blueprint off of other, other countries and their leagues mm-hmm. uh, just because of proximity. But if you're to start kind of giving that idea, I think you'd, you'd have to look at almost kind of what the NHL does um, or even what pro football does in how, you know, every few years you're going to see somebody new or a new team. So that, that could be, um, that could be one of the ways they go about this later on, but you never know. Oh yeah. That would be pretty interesting too. I mean, not to mention on the business (laughs) side of things for them too, like, you would get an exclusive match that, you know, only happens a couple of times, like every so often. So right. that, that would be for exclusivity. That would be something else too. Um, I yeah. mean, of course, like you were saying with the size of the league, it's kind of hard to, to compare yourself to others, but yeah, it'll be an interesting challenge for them because I mean, like I said, we all, we all want to see all the teams play against each other because you know, you, you want to see them play against each other and, Right. It's only fair for the other teams that everyone plays against everyone. Yeah, and as a soccer fan, you want to see you want to see your club play against the best clubs that are out there. And if you don't get that, you you don't really. It's not the same. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely not the same too. So, 
something exciting happened today or earlier today i should say because now the team store is actually closed but today and tomorrow as we mentioned earlier um the anyone who is a season ticket member uh half season ticket member or even if you bought the the flex plan the five match plan um you're able to actually pick up your pass and as we said earlier jonathan is actually going to be picking up his tomorrow yeah uh picking up my my dad and my actually one of my old my old coach uh from when i grew up here he's uh he brought my dad and i in on his ticket plan and uh yeah, so I'm picking them up tomorrow. We're heading to the team office around 10 a.m. It would be great. That's awesome, yeah. I mean, I actually was a season ticket holder for the past two seasons, and this season I actually had to change my plans and it didn't fit in my budget, so I'm looking to probably scale down to a half-season ticket plan or maybe just do the fine match. But yeah. it's really awesome. I mean, you get, like, a really cool scarf, and usually, um, I don't know how it's based on this month. I don't know if they've announced yet, but... Usually it's based on um, whoever won the mural contest that they've been having for uh, the past two years. Yeah, so for uh, the New Glory uh, Brewery, right by the uh, right by my house over here, uh, Roseville, they oh, uh, wow. did for the for the can, uh, you know, designed a can, which is kind of cool. So that's you know that's unique. Yeah, I think they've done that too for the past two years too, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the uh, last year and the year before, I think maybe maybe just last year. I'm not sure, uh, but they did a uh, d- can design for one of their uh, beers, and you're one winner for the entire year for the soccer campaign. Uh, got their design on the, on a can um, for the soccer season. Wow, that that's awesome too. It's it's cool to see you know all these local brands doing these things because. You know, it, it just it makes the team's reach to go beyond, you know, just Sacramento and going into the other cities around there, too. So that's awesome to see. It definitely makes it unique because you, uh, you know, last week we talked about the idea of, of community uh, with Ben. And this just plays into that, ties into that whole idea. Yeah, that's that's cool, too. I, actually, I was thinking about that. Do they sell it in the stadium, too? Do they sell the cans or... Do you know? I don't know. I don't know if they sell the cans. I know you can pick up the cans at uh, the mid the the location of the actual brewery in Sacramento, mm. and then at the uh, tap room and restaurant over here in Granite Bay. Oh, that's cool! Shout so, out to the uh, gummy worm beer that they have. That that beer is awesome. <laughs> hopefully, they keep doing it each year, and hopefully, you know, when we're in MLS, that they still keep doing that. And and if they're not in the stadium yet, hopefully, they make it into the stadium because. They should be. <laughs> yep. And if you, if anybody at New Glory is listening, um, if you ever want to host a podcast, uh, just just shoot us a shoot us a line. We'll uh, definitely be able to uh, make that happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let us know. Like, send us a message on social media or anywhere else. So yeah, so you guys know, then um, pick up your ticket if you haven't picked it up yet. And if you're not a season ticket holder, or if you're interested in going to a couple of games, then you know, highly recommend getting the half season or the the five game package because you know you're guaranteed to see and as we all know you know this is the first like full season that you know we'll already know that we were announced as an MLS squad so I mean I said it when we were announced as an MLS squad and I'm pretty sure that we're gonna see much higher attendance this season so if you don't get your tickets early they might be sold out by the time you actually go to the stadium so I wouldn't depend on that. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's uh, if you. I remember last year before we moved up to Sac back to Sacramento, I'd go on the Game Time app and look for tickets, and it, you couldn't find any any tickets on that app. So, you know, you got to make sure you uh, you get tickets sooner rather than later because they might not be there later. So something else to mention, actually, on the topic of tickets too, and the team just recently announced this too. So for this season, they're actually going to transition to a paperless system. So everyone's going to be able to just show their tickets on their phone and, you know, go in. So they won't be printing out any tickets as far as I know anymore. So I think that's great. You know, it's one of those things that helps with the environment. But beyond that, too, it's just much more convenient to just show it on your phone. And when I get tickets, I know I usually just show it on my phone. Right. So I think I think what it's going to, and I don't, I can't confirm nor deny this until tomorrow. But it looked like there were some people who actually had lanyards with their ticket information and then a barcode uh, that can be scanned. So it's almost like you have a ticket, and then maybe that barcode will refresh every game for the next game. I don't know. Um, yeah. So last season, I was a season ticket holder too, and we did have um, like little cards. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's probably the same thing too, but we had like little cards and they had a barcode behind too, and then in the front of the card you had like your section number and like seat number and all that, and right. pretty much all the matches were loaded on there. And if you wanted to switch any matches, because you know you're able to to switch, I think it's up to like six matches if you're a season ticket holder, and then it's like two for half season. Then you would be able to switch it on on your account too, and then it would. Well, actually, it would switch it, but you wouldn't be able to use your card. You actually had to print out the ticket or think you could use your phone as well if you did it like on a PDF on your phone too. But now that they're okay. doing the whole ticket listing, I don't know if that's still going to be a thing or if they're going to, if they fixed it to where you actually be able to, to exchange your tickets and still use your card for those. Well, I know they have the, they have the, uh, ticket online portal um but i also am seeing these lanyards so it'll be it'll be interesting to see like i said find out more tomorrow and then i'll uh i'll give some insight into what what that's about cool yeah it sounds good so we'll find out more about that on our next podcast episode because i'm actually not going to be able to go to that because i haven't figured out what i'll get yet <laughs> so one um, final announcement here that we wanted to tell you guys too that the team actually announced this week too is that all of our, no, or not, I shouldn't say all of our matches, but 25 of our matches are going to be continue to be broadcasted by our local TV stations of My58 and Estrella TV. And um, out of those 25, 14 are home games and then 11 are away games. And as well as uh, if for the rest of the other um, 11 games, I believe, or no, for the rest of the nine games, they'll actually be on ESPN Plus as, as they have been for the past couple of seasons. So, I mean, it's great to see that they still have that commitment from local TV stations and that, you know, they're still pretty much showing, I mean, pretty much all the games to some yeah. extent. Well, I mean, until we get to MLS, you'll see them on, hopefully you'll see them on My58A or Estrella. But uh, once we get to the to the next level, you'll see more on like NBCSN or not NBCSN, NBC uh, Bay Area or California, and so they'll they'll still be around. Uh, but we actually get a get a good 
view for 14 home games, 11 away. And then if you have the ESPN plus, you will have access to all 34 anyway. So you won't need to have my 58 or Estrella. Yeah. I mean, I, I, in the past I've actually gotten ESPN plus. I mean, I personally like it because, you know, you're able to see a game anywhere you're at. Right. And it's, it's just so convenient. And then also, you know, you're able to see any other USL game too. So it's always cool to be able to, to watch other games, especially when, when we're close to the end of the season and you're, you know, you're just, you're following the other games to see how the standings are too. So that's always pretty yeah, interesting. Got to line your team up against others, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got, got to see how they play. And especially if you know, you know, who might be your opponent in that first playoff game or in the pre-playoff game, then it's, it's great to, to know that. So that being said, you know, like, um, you guys can follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. On both platforms, we're actually on at on as at SAC Town FC. So that's uh, S-A-C-T-O-W-N-F-C. Um, we're also on Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, uh, TuneIn, and I'm pretty sure a couple others there too. But if you guys just go to your search bar and you guys go um, put SAC Town FC, you guys should see us. If you guys don't see us on your podcast, please, you know, let us know. And um, we'll go and try and add it on your favorite podcast provider because, you know, we want to make sure that you guys are able to listen to us and whatever platform you guys use to. And then if you guys can leave us a review anywhere you guys can leave reviews on, I believe uh, on Apple podcast, you can actually leave reviews and I believe there's a couple others out there that you can, but I know out of, out of the, the more popular ones I know on Apple Podcasts are able to. And, you know, this really helps us out a lot, especially as, you know, we try to increase our reach and be able to help more people listen to us, especially, you know, Sacramento Republic fans, of course. So please, please do that. And, you know, thank you for also following us on social media. Our follower account just, you know, keeps growing each week. And, you know, we're happy for that too. And as we mentioned before too, you know, if you guys want to ask us questions if you guys have comments that you guys would like to say on the show or even just like a shout out please let us know you guys could send us a message you guys can leave a comment anywhere uh, or of course anywhere on our profiles and you know we'll we'll read your comment or answer your question so you have any closing notes jonathan no if, if you're out there tomorrow and you listen to the podcast um i'll be walking around with my uh navy blue jersey on with my with number 25 on the back so if you uh if you listen to the podcast and you uh you heard this uh come up say hi It'd be nice to meet some uh some new folks be some of you uh listeners and hopefully get to uh get to talk a little soccer and uh maybe get you on the podcast yeah when you say navy blue jersey is that the the sacramento republic one that we released uh, last year the, the city one it is it is it is Oh, that's a, that's a really I, nice I, one, too. I still haven't gotten it, but I'll get it one day. I, I, I saw it, and I was like, oh, this is, this is too nice not to get. <laughs> and actually, one camp I went to last year, it was sold out, but the, the gentleman sitting next to me had one. I was like, oh, what I wouldn't do right now, I'd be wearing that jersey. <laughs> so um, Christmas this year, I uh, my wife uh, hooked me up with one. It was really nice. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. All right, well... Thank you all again for listening to us and, you know, we'll see you next week. All right, everybody. Cheers. Have a good evening.